Amen. It is good to see you here this morning. Appreciate the young people doing that. That was absolutely amazing. I, I like when we're able to visually see what God is doing. We can, we can, we can see it, uh, yes, through their performance, but you can see it also in the performers. Uh, they put a lot of effort into it, and God's good. This morning, I've been, I've been crying a lot. Today's a good day. Today's an exciting day for me, exciting day for you, too. If you've got your Bible, turn with me over to the book of John. As you're turning there, you know you, don't you? You know you. And, and as, we, as we just think about for one moment who you are, think about, think about the secret you Think about the you that nobody around this room knows. Think about the you that is there when nobody's watching. When nobody, it's not the, it's not the you that we confess publicly sometimes. But you know God sees that you. God knows you. And in spite of that, in spite of, this is just overwhelming. In spite of who we are, God wants to use us. God wants to take the mess that we can be at times, and I'm not saying all the time, but I'm sometimes. God wants to take that and He wants to do the most amazing thing through each and every one of you. And when you stop and you allow that to sink in, when you allow the the reality of that. The God of this universe, who we'll read about in just a minute. Go to John 1.1. The God of this universe knows me and in spite of me has made me a part of His plan. Has made me a part of His as a believer, if you're a Christian, he's made you a part of his family, his very family. And who are we talking about? John 1, 1 says this. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who is this talking about? This is talking about Jesus himself. He was in the beginning with God. Look at verse 3. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. This is the God of this universe, the Savior of the world, the one who, in the beginning, God created the, the heavens and the earth, the one who spoke into existence everything, the one who holds it all together in, the, in his hand, the one who spoke every star into existence. He's never lost a star, the Bible tells us. He knows them by name. Billions upon billions and, and all of that darkness in between. He knows every inch of it. He's, he's intimately acquainted with all of that. And he came to this earth. Look at verse 14, John 1, 14. The Bible tells us that in the Word... The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Glory is of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That Jesus who spoke 
all of this into existence. That Jesus who is in control of of all things. That Jesus, that very same Jesus that some 2,000 years ago came to this earth and lived and walked and breathed on the same earth that you and I are living on today is God. And He knows that you that we talked about earlier. He knows me. He knows everything there is to know about us. He Go with me over to Colossians. No, don't go to Colossians. Don't go to Colossians. Go with me. Romans. Go to Romans. Don't go to Romans. Just go to Matthew. Just go to Matthew. I was sitting there in the house last night. We were talking. I said, God, this could be the point. I mean, you don't even have to come listen to two sermons. You can just hear this. Everything those kids just showed us. He over, he overwhelmed Satan. He overwhelmed sin. He overwhelmed hell in the grave. He victoriously defeated every bit of that. This same Jesus. This same Jesus who is God. Has Matthew 28, go to Matthew 28, has all authority. He earned it through his obedience, and he is it because he is God. Look at Matthew 28. Verse 18. And, and you know, we, here's how we gloss over this. This is, this is the Great Commission, and we usually read it really quick and really fast, and we, we, we have these verses memorized, and we go right through them. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me. So our God, our God that we serve, that you and I get the privilege of waking up to on a daily basis, has all authority. And and, and I want you to go back. You know you. You know your wants, you know your desires, you know your passions, you you know what motivates you. You know what you're running after. You know what you're pursuing. You know what makes you tick. But the one who has all authority, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Every bit of authority. And then we look at our lives, we look at who we are, and then we see Christ as the one having all authority. Period. The word all. A-L-L. There's there's nothing left for us to grab. There's nothing left for us to take over. There's nothing left for us to say, this is mine. When all authority has been given to Him, both in the heavens and on earth, guys, there's nothing left for us to 
to take hold of. So when we look at our lives, it begs the question, who's in control? Because the Bible, the one who in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, He, he earned it. He became, he became all, He was the perfect substitutionary death. He paid my full penalty there on the cross. He paid everything that I could not pay for myself and you could not pay for yourself. He took every bit of that and God laid it on him and he crushed him. It said it pleased God to crush him there on the cross. And he overwhelmed death, hell, and the grave. And he came out victorious there. And because of that, all authority has been given to him. This is not just some This is not just some option. I want you to hear that. This is not just some opinion. This is not just some way of life that some choose. No. All authority is His. Period. I mean, mean, that's not my opinion. That's not... That's not a choice that, that, well, I am going to choose to believe that or not. That is, that is not even relevant to the fact that all authority is His. Period. He is God. He is the God-man. A hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. And He came and He dwelled among us and we saw Him. And He died on a cross and He was buried in a tomb. And three days later He rose again. And because of His obedience to the Father, the Father elevated Him to a place and put everything under Him. Everything is under Him. All of our wants, all of our desires, all of our passions, all of our pursuits pale. They are so far behind Him because all authority has been given to Him. And you know you. You know you. I know what I run after. I know my pursuits. I know my my flesh. My flesh is just as messed up as your flesh. My eyes are... Just as messed up as your eyes. We talked about this past Wednesday night how when we're saved, we are justified, we are stamped clean. It is a judicial move of the mind of God that He makes us His. And from that moment on, we live until that glorification happens when we die and we receive our glorified state and enter there into that place that He's going to prepare for us. That moment between justification and glorification is the process of sanctification to where he's moving out the things that do not honor him and he replaces it with the things that brings him much joy, much glory, much honor. He, he, he moves in, in over a process of life. We don't want the things we once wanted. We don't pursue the things we once pursued. We don't have Our motivation is not what it once was. What motivated us before Christ is not what should be motivating us after Christ. Because after Christ, we should hear and understand clearly what this verse means. 
Before Christ, you could stand up here and say, look, all authority has been given to me under heaven and earth. Both in the heavens, I am king. Both on earth, I am king. I reign supreme here, and I reign supreme here. A lost person hears that, and they're like, oh, well, sounds good. Go have a blast at your kingship. I'm going to live my life. It goes right over their head. They don't care. The message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. He's a stumbling block. But to us that are being saved, we see who Christ is and we see what He did and we see how our hope is Him only. We see how our everything that we are rests completely on Him. And when He says all authority has been given unto Him under both in the heavens and on earth, we surrender our wills to that simple fact. Guys, we surrender our will to that truth that all authority has been given to Him. He is worthy. He is God. He is the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He is the Christ. He is my Savior. He is God. A privilege to serve. I know me. And you know me. And you know you. And, and uh, if we're honest. Yeah, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I hear you, Jesus. And and you know, that's, that's, that's part of the Great Commission. That's the first verse of the Great Commission. I know the rest of it. And, but you know what? I've got things to do. I've got life to live. And, and I've got a family to raise. And I've got, a, I've got things I want to be doing. All authority is His. All lordship is His. All kingship. All there's no other name under heaven. There's no one else we bow to. There is nothing else. He calls all the shots. And we, we know that in spirit. We amen that in spirit. And our life, though, doesn't always resemble that it does here's when it does resemble it resembles it when the doctor come in and says hey we think you or somebody you love may have cancer hey we're closing down shop and we're going to just have to ask you we're going to give you a little pay but we don't have a job for you no more um look mama's sick hey um your kids, have, the phone rings. Hey, your kids have done done something bad. At those moments and so many other moments just like it. We race as fast as we can to Him. Am I lying? You know you and I know me. And he's always known you. And he's always known me. If I need you, I'll call you. Till then, I'm good. 
I'm hurting, my back's hurting, my family's hurting, my finances are wrong, my job's going south, my kids are having problems in school, my kids are having relationship issues. You can name so many issues that run us to, Lord God, you got to help me. Lord, I need you. Lord, help me. Lord, take care of this. Fix this. You're God. You're in control. You are sovereign. You are the Lord of all creation. All authority has been given to you, God. So I am coming to you because all authority has been given to you. And you can take care of my ex. And in spite of that reality. We have the privilege to still serve Him. If I were God and you were God, and our kids only came running when they needed us, and it wasn't just a one-time thing, but it was habitual ever since the first time they came into our family, and hey, the phone only rings with, hey, what do you need now? How much money do you need now? Or do I need to pick you up now? What's going on now? What's happened now? What would you and I do? Eventually, we would stop answering the phone. Eventually, you and I would stop answering the telephone. But you know... For God to be, for Christ to be omniscient, sovereign, he had to know all of this would happen. He knew, he, was, he knew what he would be dealing with. He knew the process. He knew what we would do. He knew how we would be. He knew us when we're sitting here and I'm going to be honest when I sit there and say at the very beginning what 15 minutes ago when I said hey you know you think about you who you are he is far more detailed than we will allow our mind to be every person we looked at or thought about or talked to and when we shouldn't have that we won't even name because hey that was just a little something it didn't really mean nothing it's just a little whatever I don't know He knows all of it. There's not a secret we keep that he's not in the middle of. All authority has been given to him. In the heavens and on earth. And in spite of that, verse 19 comes. And in spite of that, he Let's just be a part of this whole plan. In spite of that, in spite of, in spite of, you know, I said what? The privilege to serve. I, I didn't say the privilege of serving. I said, I said just, and I thought about this, and I prayed about it. I'm like, Lord, what is the gist of, of all that we're going on in me? And, and the point is, it's like, it's a privilege just to, to be a part of this. To get that. To, to still, in spite of the mess-ups that we are. In spite of us being the ones that only call Him when we need Him. In spite of us ignoring Him most of the time, He still says, hey, you. 
Hey, you. Go, therefore, make disciples. And you know, all Jesus came, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And, lo, I'm with you. Always, even to the end of the earth, when we hear verse 19, we should, you know what we should say? We should be saying, you're talking to me? You're talking to me? Spiritual discernment, spiritually mature, get this. The heaviness and the weightiness of that fact. That us who use him as a lifeline at best. Us that, that uh, cry out to him when, when one of those numerous situations happen. We say, hey Lord, come fix this one. He turns around and he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. And we're like, wait a second. You want me to go there for? Yeah. Who in the world am I? Exactly. Me? We take it for granted. We take that privilege to serve for granted. We view it as an option. But the one who, see, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even getting into the going, and I'm not even getting into the, the action of making disciples. I'm not even getting into any of that. I'm just saying the one who has all authority looks down into heaven, looks down here at us and says, Hey, you, I know you. I know, I know. Go make disciples. Go do it. And our response, when we see Christ for who He really is, our response should not be, it should, it, it's arrogant, it's fleshly. Our response is not. And this ain't preacher talk. This ain't preacher talk, because some of you are thinking, oh, he's got a missionary, and he's going to bring her up, and this is going to be the punch in the gut, because he's got her in the middle, and it's just, all right, it's just leading her right No! Who in the world are we, the creation, to look at the Creator, who we don't deserve His grace, mercy, love, and forgiveness? Who in the world are we to say, I hear you, but no. Not today. Not happening. Too busy. Don't have time. I know your, your, uh, all authority has been given to you in heaven and on earth. And I hear you say, go make disciples. Go. I need you. Go. Too busy. Not my problem. Not my calling. Not my role. Not my position. I don't feel comfortable. No, you're going to have to get somebody else.
Guys, it's a privilege to even be told to go. It is an it is an honor. It is grace. It is mercy. It is long-suffering beyond anything we can even wrap our minds around. That He would even, even look over me to still say, Hey you, go make disciples. As messed up as I am, you still want to use me? As, as rebellious as I've been, as, as inconsistent, as spotty, as on again, off again. Call you when I need you. I got this one. Help! I'm okay. Is that not reality? And yet he gives us the, the privilege of being able to bear his name, Christian, follower of Christ, Christ follower. We get to follow him. The one with all authority and all power in heaven and on earth, we get to follow him. That's my king. That's my God. That's my savior. That's my Lord. He is my hope. He is my joy. He's my reason. He's my purpose. He is my all. That's mine. And he lets me, he lets me say that without zapping me. And an eye sense of fire. Job's wife. Lot's wife. He lets me, he lets me worship him as spotty and as irregular and as temperamental and as judgmental and as biased and as discriminating as I am. All things that he's not. He still says, go make disciples. We don't do it because there's a missionary here. We do it because all authority and power has been given to him under the heavens. Both in heaven and on earth. He is God. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. For all of eternity, we're going to sing his praises. For all of eternity, we're going to be in his presence forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We're going to be there with him. And the audacity to think go therefore make the nah. Not for me. That's not for me. <laughs> you know you and he's so good. We sing about it all morning. Our kids showed us. His verse, his word tells us. Go therefore and make disciples. Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I know, I know. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're a Christian. And here's the deal. My inflection 
my motion, my moving, my entertaining, my getting quiet and getting loud, none of that motivates you to do anything except to stay awake. It's the Holy Spirit of God that convicts a person to hear what's being said. It's the Holy Spirit of God. This isn't preacher talk. It's the Holy Spirit of God that looks into one of his sons and one of his daughters and saying, this is for you. This is for you. This is to let you know how good I really am. The privilege to be even in my presence, to be in my hand, to be one, have my name, to be made His. Oh, I don't deserve that. None of us do. I don't deserve to be in His family. I don't deserve His name. I don't deserve even to be standing here. I don't deserve to be able to read a word of this. I shouldn't be able to comprehend this. I don't deserve His Spirit to tell me not to go here and convict me to go here. I don't deserve any of that. But He gave it to me. And if we're honest, our tendency is to view that as optional rather than Lord, you woke me up today. You woke me up today. I don't deserve waking up. But you woke me up today again. And I get to walk out those doors of life and to bear the name of Christ follower. And, and, and your spirit lives inside of me today and he convicts me and guides me and directs me and shows me. And Thank you. Thank you. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Father God, uh, you got us, Lord. We can't hide from that. We can't hide from the reality of you were so good. You were so holy. You were so worthy. God, we cannot hide from the reality that all authority has been given to you both in heaven and on earth. All authority is yours. All the shots are called by you. All the decisions are made by you. All that is good is in you. Lord God in heaven, help us see how absolutely, utterly amazing it is that an infinitely holy God would even want to be in the presence of a mess up like me. And to go even one step further and to not just be in my presence, but God to look at me and say, Hey you, I want you to go and make disciples. I want you to go to the nations. I want you to go... I want you to teach them everything that I've taught you. Hey, oh yeah, by the way, you're not going by yourself. I'll be with you everywhere you go. 
I'll lead you and I'll guide you and I'll be there forever and ever and ever. Wow, wow, wow. Lord God, don't ever let us in this room forget that, lose the amazement of that, lose the wow of that. God, I get to be not just saved for eternity, but God, used till then. And we'll give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.